Kili Shuateka Kiviti Hashem, Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai. The 28th of Tammuz, corresponding to the letter Kaf. Sefer Otiot brings down Kaf is the palm of the hand, which is Kaf, filled with sincerity, which is Kavana. Kaf is a cup, which is Kos filled with blessing both for those who hold it and for those who drink from it. It contains all the honor a child can bestow on his mother and father. Kibud av ve'im Honor of mother and father. It's interesting to note that the mother is known as understanding and the father is known as wisdom. So may we, through the letter Kaf, honor understanding and wisdom. That is all there is, which is cold. Take your parents seriously is the hardest. To take your parents seriously is the hardest commandment. To offer them the cup without spilling it. To receive from the from them the cup without gulping. Such is kaf, the cup of blessing, a goblet of honor, a crown, which is keter, for your head. The letters bait, gimel, and dalit, kaf, pei, and tav. Take a dogish, which is the dot inside. They take them wherever they occur at the beginning of a word or a syllable and there is no vowel sound immediately before. And it continues. There are five letters which have a different form from when they appear at the end of a word. We have kaf, mem, noon, pei, and sadi. And it's interesting to note that through each of these letters, Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer brings down that anytime these letters are used in their double expression, it is one of the signs or one of the one of the letters for redemption. So the current redemption letter that we're waiting on is the Sadi. May it be soon in our times. Letters of Light brings down the gematria of kaf is 20. 20 can be divided into 10 and 10. The first 10 represents the 10 utterances with which God created the world. The second 10 represents the 10 commandments. This is from the Zohar volume 3 11b. It says together they become kaf and numbers 786 it states 1010 is the kaf literally weighing 10 shekels apiece if you take the word esrim the word 20 which is in hebrew and add up its letters you arrive at 620 ayin equals 70 shin equals 300 resh equals 200 yod equals 10 Mem equals 40. 620 is the gematria 
of the word Keter. Kaf, which equals 20, Tav, which equals 400, and Resh, which equals 200. Keter means crown, the ornament placed on the head of a king. Keter also reminds us of the 620 letters in the Ten Commandments. God crowned the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, by giving them the Torah. And it became the Jews' mission, de etre, to follow the 613 commandments and the seven rabbinic laws. The seven statutes of rabbinic law are lighting of the Shabbat and Shabbat and holiday candles, reading Megillah on Purim, lighting Hanukkah candles, washing one's hands before partaking of bread, and the blessings before eating, the Eruv, and the recitation of the Hallel on holidays. The Hallel is also what is called the hymn that was sang by Mashiach and his Talmudim as they finished their Seder and headed to the Garden of Gethsemane. Continuing on from Letters of Light, it says the seven rabbinical laws with the 613 commandments, which together total 620. Significantly, the first letter of Keter is Kaf. You can see Shabbat 104a. In Kabbalah, the Sephira or faculty of Keter represents a level that is beyond intellect. The crown is placed atop the head. Of course, our head is the vessel that carries the brain, the seat of intellect and thought, but the crown rest above the head beyond thought what can be greater than intellect desire in hebrew this word is called ratzon desire is a mighty force inviting us to explore possibilities that rationality would show to be wrong or difficult Say, for example, you'd like, to become a, you'd like to become successful in a certain occupation. Even though you may have failed every class in school, you can persevere and succeed if you have the will and desire. Why? Because you want. Because you want to. The power, the crown of desire is so potent that its ability to transcend and actually transform your intellect. It is so potent that it has the ability to transcend and actually transform your intellect. Hakadosh Baruchu, may you help us go beyond our intellect and help us to transcend and actually transform our intellect. In turn, there's another concept that even transcends desire, and that is pleasure. Ta'anug. If a person derives pleasure from something, he will automatically gravitate towards it. If a person derives pleasure from something, he will automatically gravitate towards it. HaKadosh Baruch may you instill within us a pleasure for your temple, a pleasure for Mashiach Yeshua, a pleasure for your Torah, a pleasure for your Shekinah, a pleasure 
for Kol Yisrael to be Kol Echad and bringing redemption into the world. Gravitate all of Yisrael towards your Shekinah. Gravitate your Shekinah towards all of Yisrael. And may you bring about the revelation of the final Geula. As a result, he will mobilize his intellect and devise a strategy to attain it. That is why Keter is represented by the letter Kaf, which is 20, to teach us that there are two levels or faculties within the crown, desire and pleasure, with each faculty containing 10 aspects. These aspects are known as the 10 Holy Sephirot, the 10 building blocks of creation. Three of the 10 levels reside in the dimension of the intellect, which is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, corresponding to Chokmah, Bina, and Da'at. And seven occupy the dimension of emotions, love, fear, mercy, victory, praise, foundation, and sovereignty. These are Chesed, Gevura, Teferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malkut. The two faculties of the Keter of Kaf, pleasure and desire, twice encompass the three levels of intellect and seven levels of emotion for a total of 20 levels. It states in the Talmud, Megillah 28b, also in the Tanya Igeret HaKodesh, Epistle 29, that the crown of Torah is Halakha, which is the law. Why is it specifically law, i.e. things we should and shouldn't do, that is considered the crown of Torah? For the answer, we can look to the reason God gave us the Torah. We did not receive the Torah to have some nice stories to entertain ourselves with, to read to our kids as a bedtime story, or to analyze in a literature class. On the contrary, the purpose of the Torah is that we carry out its law, i.e. that we fulfill God's desire and in doing so give Him pleasure. It therefore states in the Talmud, Great is the study of Torah, for it brings to action. Kiddushin 40b like the crown, Torah's ultimate purpose is to go beyond the head, beyond the intellect, and propel us to act in accordance with God's will, thus refining us as people and completing God's purpose in creation. Ken Yehidat's own. From the wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet, the alphabet, it says, Kaf stands for like. As a modifier, Kaf ordinarily, ordinarily, ordinarily expresses approximate equality in number, size, or appearance. If a house shows signs of a leprous plague, its owner reports to the Kohen. Vayikra 14.15 saying, Ke nega nira li ba bayit. Something resembling a plague appeared to me on the house. Even if the owner is learned and sure of his opinion, he would still use the adverb kaf, saying that he saw something like 
a plague. But he would avoid making a definite statement that he saw a plague. This comes to teach us that one should not be too self-assured. That is cited by the Rambam. And Nagaim 12.5 says, particularly in the presence of a scholar. And Tosafos Yom Tov also says, one should not attempt fate by pronouncing anything evil. One should not attempt fate. Well, one should not tempt fate by pronouncing anything evil. What's amazing about this is to understand the power that exists in our words, that if we call something evil, what we are actually doing is adding and modifying that entity or that object and adding evil to it. One of the things that science fiction has shown us that is actually part of reality is this concept of portals and worlds and dimensions. One of the things that opens those things in reality is our words. So by the very fact of calling a person evil or calling someone else evil or seeing things evil that actually are not, you're actually adding evil towards that. So if it works that way for evil, how much more so will it work for good? So may we modify and add to the world goodness, add to the world the Beit HaMikdash, add to the world the return of the Shekinah with the coming of Mashiach, Zidkenu. Says the Talmud, Yoma 35b, teaches that when Yosef withstood the enticements of Potiphar's wife, she threatened him with imprisonment and exclaimed, Ani kofefet. I will bend your moral steadfastness. Yosef responded, Hashem zokef kefufim. Hashem straightens the bent. Tehillim 146.8. Hakadosh Baruchu, may you modify the world and may you add to it the light of your glory. With the revelation of the final Geula, with the sending of Mashiach Yeshua, with the ingathering of all the exiles from the four corners of the earth, Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai. And may the Kaf be established within creation until the building of the Beit HaMikdash may it be revealed speedily in our days.